so much for being here tonight. Um, I am so excited about this study. Uh, it's going to be a great one. And let me go ahead and just explain the, the sling here. You can believe one, or two, one of two stories. Either Sunday night I was filling up my car with gas and tripped over my big feet and fell and hit my shoulder, or I leapt from a four-story building that was on fire to save children, puppies, and kittens. Let's go with the first one. There you go. That's much more believable, trust me. So, but I am so excited about tonight's study. It is, I've had a great time looking this up and learning about this and remembering some of the details. And I am so excited to get to share uh, tonight's um, study with you. It starts off in Revelation chapter 5. So if you want to go ahead and take your Bible or your digital device and turn there. And then as part of our study, we're going to not only start in Revelation, we're going all the way back to Genesis, all the way back to Revelation. So hang on, buckle your seatbelts. My uh, music professor in college, when we would have a busy day, he would always say, buckle your seatbelts because we're taking off like a big iron bird. So hang on. But let's start, with our, let's start our time with a word of prayer, and then we'll jump in. Hey, Lord, thank you for today, for the beautiful weather you gave to us. And uh, Lord, I thank you now that you're meeting here with us as we study your word. And I pray that you'll open our hearts and our minds to your truth and who you are and who you want to be in our lives. Lord, you're good to us, and we are honored that you uh, chose to spend this time with us tonight. And now this time is yours, and just teach us more about you so that we can be more like Jesus as well. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All righty, well, let's set the stage here. Uh, John, the apostle of Jesus, wrote the book of Revelation. If you remember, John has a brother named James, and their father was uh, Zebedee. And Zebedee was also, uh, the boys were known as the sons of thunder because of their personality. And I think they got a lot of their personality from their mother, who one day went to Jesus and says, hey, Jesus, when you come into your kingdom, I want one son to sit on your left and one son to sit on your right. To say she was a little pushy was the understatement. Um, I can't imagine having a mother-in-law like that, but some of y'all are shaking your heads. So you you kind of get that. But John wrote this book while he was in exile, what some say was a penal colony out on an island called Patmos. So he was away from the mainland. Um, this was during a time when the Romans were in charge. They were hostile to Christians. They were hostile to anything of Christ. And they had sent John away for preaching Jesus. And he would not stop preaching. So they just said, we're going to send you away. And so while he's on this island, he has a dream. He has a vision. Now, I don't know about you, but there are times when I have dreams at home and they, they'll wake me up and they're so vivid and they're so real. And then I'll go back to sleep. And the next morning I'll wake up and remember I had a dream, but I can't remember anything about it. I just remember it was a good dream. You ever been, you ever done that? Well, John's dream was so vivid and so real, yet he was able to write the whole thing down in extreme detail. And so that's what we have tonight. John's uh, chapter, I mean, Revelation 1, 2, and 3 
were a letter written to the seven churches. In chapter 4, the scene changes to a scene from heaven. Chapter 4 gives a beautiful description of what heaven is like, and we see the worship of heaven. The beasts, the creatures in heaven are all singing, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. They are singing, you are worthy. You are worthy of praise and honor and glory and power. And then in chapter 5, it changes yet again. We're still in heaven, but it's no longer worship. Let's read uh, the beginning of chapter 5 together. It says, Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the, on the throne a scroll with writings on both sides, front and back, and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice. I love that description. This is not some angel that sometimes we picture angels today of this little cherub, fat baby sitting on a cloud, either with a harp or shooting arrows of love to some smitten guy. This is a mighty warrior angel, a big, strong guy. And he's proclaiming in a loud voice, not a sweet little baby voice, who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll. Why was he saying it in a loud voice? The next verse tells us. He was looking for someone, but it says, no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside. He was looking for anybody, whether it was somebody in heaven whether it was somebody on earth or under the earth. He was even desperate enough. He was looking in hell for somebody that was worthy to open the scroll. All of creation, the entire universe would have heard this loud voice. And then John says, I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Out of all of that, heaven, earth, under the earth, no one was found worthy. Then in verse uh, 5, then one of the elders in heaven said to me, do not weep. Stop your crying. If it had been my daddy, he would have said, dry it up or I'm going to give you something to cry about. Did your daddy ever say that to you? Then one of the elders said, do not weep. See the lion of the tribe of Judah the root of David has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. So the question tonight is, who is the lion of the tribe of Judah? Who is the root of David? If you don't know who those are, you don't know who can open the scrolls and break the seals. So those two names are pretty big deals. And so let's study those two names tonight. Now we're going to jump around, so get ready, get your Bible out, get your pen ready, and we're going to fly through this. Um, so this angel is, is talking, he's given all these instructions, and don't you, can't you just feel it in John's spirit while he's having this dream, just the excitement that he has to be feeling because he's gone from despair to stop crying. I know who's going to be worthy to open the scroll. So, Lion of the tribe of Judah and the Root of David. Why are these two names important? First of all, I'm going to see if I can write with this 
bum shoulder. The bad thing is I'm a lefty, and it's my left shoulder. So the lion. Well, first of all, why are these two names important? First of all, they are descriptive names of Jesus. They describe the personality, and they describe the character of Jesus. Secondly, they are prophetic names. They are telling us about things that have yet to come, things that have yet to happen. And so for us, it's great anticipation to hear about the lion of the tribe of Judah and the root of David. So I may be asking questions tonight, and they won't be rhetorical questions. I want you to yell out an answer if you know it, okay? If I ask you to describe a lion, what would you say? Fierce. I heard somebody say the king of beasts. Strong. Mighty roar. The top of the food chain in the animal world, right? Kind of the top dog, kind of the the big deal. There's even a movie called The Lion King. It's a great movie, right? But the lion is the king of the jungle. And so when they refer to Jesus as a lion, think along those lines. Um, And then we talk about the root. There are different definitions of the word root. Um, In the Bible, well, let's think about, we use the word root in our society a lot. Anybody here love root canals? The dentist back here raised his hand. Uh, Anybody here love root beer floats? In our political world today, we talk a lot about root causes. Um, If you're familiar with computers, there's a root directory. It's always kind of the bottom level, right? So there's a verse in the Bible, the love of money is the root of all evil. That's talking about there's a source is the cause. The love of money is the source of all evil. The love of money is the cause of all evil. That's really not what we're talking about here tonight, although there are some people believe that when you say the root of David, they're talking about that because they believe it's talking about Jesus as the creator, the cause, the source of David. But what we're really talking about here tonight is a different Uh, look at the word root. It's more of the origins of David. It's the the family tree, the ethnic background, the cultural background, the root of David. It's where David came from, not who brought David into being. You see the difference? And so we're talking about the root of David uh, that way. So we've talked about what a lion is and what a root is. Now then, let's talk about Judah. Who was Judah? Who was Judah's famous brother? Joseph in the Old Testament. Uh, Joseph, the guy that was sold into slavery. Do you know it was Judah's idea to sell Joseph into slavery? Uh, The brothers hated Joseph. They were jealous of him because he was daddy's favorite And so they came up with this idea to throw him in a pit in a cistern and leave him there. And then all of a sudden they see a band of slave traders walking by and Judah says, 
I got a better idea. Let's don't kill him. Let's sell him and make some money. And we'll still tell dad that he was killed, that he died. So it was Judah that wanted to sell, that had the idea of selling Joseph into slavery. Think about it. If Judah hadn't had the idea to sell Joseph, who was taken to Egypt, who went through all kind of bad stuff while he was there, but slowly over time rose to prominence to where the Pharaoh put him sucking in charge, Joseph's family, his family tree, his roots may not have survived because of the famine that had taken place. So what was a bad thing wound up being the best thing ever. Hmm. Did that ever happen to you in your life? You see something as bad and then you can look back on it a while, a while later and go, yeah, God brought good from that. It's the same thing that happened here. Joseph saved an entire race of people because of what Judah did. Um, okay, I told you we're going to move all the way back to the beginning of the Bible. So go back now to Genesis 17. Genesis chapter 17. And we're going to talk about the beginning of Judah and David and why this is important. Well, we didn't really talk about David yet, but we will. I think everybody here basically knows who David is. If you don't, we'll have a private lesson. So we're going to go to Genesis chapter 17. This is where God is talking to a guy named Abram and says, I am going to establish a covenant with you. Let's read about it just real quickly. When Abram was 99 years old, anybody here that old yet? Somebody feels that way back there. The Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. I am El Shaddai. Walk before me and be blameless. I will confirm my covenant between me and you. Confirm. That means he's already talked to Abram about this covenant before. There's two or three other times earlier, earlier in the book of Genesis where Abram has told him, I mean, where God has told Abram, about the covenant. So God's talking here again and just says, hey, I'm just confirming my covenant because what? why is God doing that? Because Abram got a little ahead of God back there. God told Abram about the covenant and it took a little longer than Abram wanted it to take. So he decided to step, he and his wife decided to step in and make some things happen, which by the way, we're still paying for in today's world. I will confirm my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abram fell face down and God said to him, as for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham. This covenant is such a big deal. He changed his name. Big deal. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will continue, basically, to make nations of you. And kings, remember that? 
Kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant. That means it's still in force today. Between me and your descendants after you for the generations to come. Remember that too, generations to come. And I will be your God and the God of your descendants after you. So God's making a huge covenant with Abraham. And from that line, there were going to be many descendants, many generations, and great kings that will come from it. Okay? So big deal. Now then, very quickly, turn to Matthew chapter 1. Thank goodness these are easy books to find in our Bible. Matthew chapter 1. And right here, we see the lineage of Jesus. Let's look at this real quickly. Chapter 1, verse 1, a record of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Verse 2, Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of who? Judah, who was the brother of Joseph. And then it goes all the way down and look at verse 6. And Jesse, the father of King David. All righty. You getting it? Oh, by the way, verse 6 right there, and Jesse, the father of King David. I noticed this the other day, and I looked it up to make sure I wasn't seeing things. This, the word king right there is the only descriptive word in the entire lineage given here. It's the only time anyone's given a title in this entire lineage. Okay, so the father, Jesse, the father of King David. And by the way, in Scripture here, there are several times that you'll read uh, a descriptive word, uh, the root of Jesse. Tonight we're talking about the root of David, but there are times when you will read the root of Jesse. This is it right here. Jesse was the father of King David. So it's really the same thing as just going back a generation. Okay? Then verse 6 continues. David was the father of Solomon, also a king. Remember, God made the promise to Abraham, there will be many kings that will come from your line. King David, King Solomon, two of them listed right here. You know, Solomon, David was a great king, but Solomon, Solomon was known as a wise king. And then it goes on and on and on down to verse 11. And Josiah, the father of Jeconia and his brothers at the time of the exile to Babylon. Okay, right here things take a little twist in the genealogy of Jesus. All the Jews, the kingdom of Judah, are exiled to Babylon. The Babylonians came in, conquered Jerusalem, conquered Judah, and they're all sent to Babylon. They are in exile for 70 years. The Bible says exactly 
70 years. During that exile, their temple that Solomon built is destroyed. And so these Jews, the descendants of Abraham that have known this covenant for many years are probably thinking, it's over. The covenant is broken. We can't come back from this. The, the family tree has been cut down. And then after 70 years, something miraculous happens. The Babylonians are conquered by the Persians. And the king of Persia, I think his name was Cyrus. Is that it, Steve? He says, okay, Jews, you can go back to, to Jerusalem. So over the next several decades, they all go back. And then read right here. After the exile to Babylon, Jeconia, who was mentioned in verse 11, it picks up again and goes all the way down to verse 16. And Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So... The lineage of Jesus goes back to David through that, even during the exile, all the way back to Abraham. Look at verse 17. There were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David. 14 from David to the exile to Babylon and 14 from the exile to Christ. That's 42 generations. How many years is that? Well over 1,000, 1,200, 1,400 years. Man, that's a can you can you go back and, and determine your lineage for that far? I doubt if any of us in this room could, but this is what happens with Jesus' lineage right here. So let's go back. The lion of the tribe of Judah. We know where that came from. That's important for us to know. That from the very beginning of Scripture, from the time of Abraham, through his son, grandson, on into Judah, into Joseph, all of it's all there. The lion, the king, the top dog, the fierce one, the strong one, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Now, Judah was the southern kingdom. You know, Abraham, uh, I mean, not Abraham, the, tw the father of the 12 sons. Jacob, thank you, I went brain dead. Jacob had 12 sons. They established 12 tribes, 12 nations. Remember the, uh, the, the covenant? We will establish 12, I, you, I will establish many nations in you. From you will come many kings. All of this is taking place. So the, the Jews are back in Jerusalem, and the house of David has been reestablished. The, the lineage of David has been reestablished, and Jesus comes from that. The lion of the tribe of Judah. Now then, the root of David. Um, there's also another word that you can use instead of root. A shoot. In the, in the Hebrew here, it's kind of the same thing. When I was a kid, my mom had a pear tree in her backyard, right in the middle of her yard. And it grew to be a great pear tree. 
every year, tons and tons of pears. We couldn't even give them all away. There were so many of them. Uh, there was a few years, there were so many pears on this tree, we would take two by fours to prop up the limbs so that they wouldn't break off under the weight of the pears. Then one summer, at the end of one summer, this tree got a disease. And so we had to chop it down. And she left a stump about that big in the middle of the yard, but she had a flower bed around it and no big deal. And so what did she do? She went and bought a bird bath and put it right in the middle of it to kind of cover it up. It was only about 10 years ago, this was 15, 20 years that this stump was there in the middle of her yard. And about 10 years ago, she sent me a picture and out of that stump was new growth. And today, that tree is nearly as big as it was with tons and tons of pears that draw the squirrels into her yard and they drive her crazy. So that's a beautiful picture of what happened with the root of David. That tree was cut off for 70 years. They were in exile. And then all of a sudden, that little shoot came out and grew back into a great line from, from Abraham. God kept his covenant. Um, so we, now we go back to our, our chapter in Revelation. Do not weep. Do not cry. See the lion of the tribe of Judah. The root of David. They're both established. They're both strong. And only the person that's known as the lion of the tribe of Judah, whoever the root of David that is the person that's going to be able to open the scrolls and to break the seals. Isn't that exciting? So, um, we know it's Jesus uh, that is going to be able to do that. If you were here last week, you remember in Colossians, we were talking about the supremacy of Christ how Christ is above all. He was the creator. Everything that was created was created by him and for him. It's held together by him. Uh, he is the head of the body, which is the church, and there is no equal to Christ. And what do we call him last week? The firstborn from among the dead. Because he was dead, he was killed, dead, buried, and came back to life. The only person in all of history that has done that and stayed alive. That alone sets Jesus apart from everybody else. So that's who we're talking about here. It's the supremacy of Christ. It's the lion. It's the top dog. It's the root that can't be cut down. It's the root, even when it is cut down, it comes back because God set a covenant with Abraham. Real quickly, I'm just going to read this to you. Uh, it's found, if you want to turn here, it's John 5, 22. Why is God giving Jesus the authority to do this? Jesus says it. Jesus says in John 5, 22, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son. 
that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. So God's given all judgment over to Jesus. Verse 27, same chapter. And he has given him authority to judge because he is the Son of Man. Remember, Jesus was fully, we discussed this last week, he was fully man and fully God, fully divine at the same time. So right here, the Son of Man, but yet he is, he is the Son of God as well. God has given him that authority. God has given him the ability to open the scroll. So there are days when you're worried, man, this world is falling apart. I don't know what it's going to come to. Just makes you want to cry. We can read right here. Don't cry. Don't worry. Because we know who the lion of the tribe of Judah is. Because we know there is the root of David, the root of Jesse, that can't be cut down. And because of that, we know who the king is. We know the king of all kings. We know the Lord of all lords. And he has our future. This is prophetic still here, but we know who holds the future. And so we don't have to worry about it. Don't cry. Don't worry. He is the one person in all of creation that according to the authority of the word of God, who can unseal the scroll who can break the seals, who can read it, and then all of the judgments come from there. When you're thinking the world's falling apart, guess what? No, everything's falling into place. And so we're just going to trust the Lord, right? And we're going to thank him that we know he is the lion of the tribe of Judah and that he is the root of David that can't be cut down because he alone is king of kings. He alone is Lord of lords. And to that, I say hallelujah and amen. So thank you for being here tonight. Let's pray. Hey, Lord, you are so good to us. And we thank you for these words uh, that just confirm to us who you are. Lord, uh, just teach us more about your character. Teach us more about your strength. Teach us more about who you are and who you want to be in our lives. Teach us to trust you with every aspect of our lives. Teach us to trust your timing. Teach us to trust your wisdom. Teach us to trust everything that you are because we know there is none above you. There is none like you. And we are grateful that we can call you Lord. We can call you Savior. And we can call you friend. Thank you, Jesus, for being all of those things to us. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.